Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Tuesday, where you're going to hear a powerful testimony of God's grace revealed in human lives. Each Tuesday, you'll hear Pastor Adam interviewing pastors from around the world to share the mighty miracles that God has done in their lives to give you hope for yours. We share the stories of the men behind the messages you hear every other day on this podcast. Keep in mind that the free version only includes a portion of the whole testimony interview. To listen to the full version, use the links in the show notes to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Supercast.tech. Every dollar goes to supporting world evangelism. Enjoy today's Testimony Tuesday. All right, welcome back to the VBPH Sermon Podcast on Testimony Tuesday. We are very glad to have you uh, join us for this special episode, and we are very, very happy to welcome in Pastor Daniel Sherwood, all the way from Ahwatukee, Arizona. And uh, thanks for joining the show. Thank you, Pastor Dragoon. Glad to be here. Virginia Beach, what's up? Hey, yeah, we are hanging in there. It was It's a weird Virginia weather day. It's first day of fall, you know, so it has to be a weird Virginia day where it, it rains in buckets for about two hours, and then the sun comes out, and it's beautiful and looks like summertime again. So that's typical Virginia for you. Let well, me guess. Let me guess. Ahwatukee, sunny and warm beautiful man hi <laughs> i knew it that would be the easiest job in the world is weather caster in phoenix arizona it's going to be sunny and warm for the next seven years pretty much yeah well welcome we're so glad that uh, that you were able to take the time and join us for our testimony tuesday um i i know you from over the years uh being a disciple there in the mesa church and we've seen each other uh, here and there and all around at different events. And so um, it was really, really fun to see you at the conference. And uh, uh, just through through a quick conversation, um, uh, you were gracious enough to invite me to come preach in your church, a brand new pioneer work. Obviously, we're going to get to that story, but I wanted to say thank you for that opportunity. And that's how we got to know each other. Uh, you know, just an interesting side note, uh, one of the people that came forward, uh, I have been preaching to her for six months, and that was the first time uh, she went forward. And um, they uh, they have since moved to another state, um, but she um, is a she, but she was actually uh, going around as a he. Really. So yeah, amazing testimony, and I really do think, Pastor, we're going to be seeing more and more of the individuals like this in our church. And uh, you know, how do you how do we how do we treat them? How do we approach these individuals? This this cultural mood, this fad uh, amongst the young people uh, to embrace various identities. This is somebody that went through that phase in college, was manipulated by another individual, and then. And later on in, in the 40s, 40 years old, trying to come to terms with these decisions. Just so it was for me, it was it was a it was a moment. And wow, that's fantastic. You you Who's get to out afterwards. And uh, the mother had to leave Hong Kong um, because of this, because of the culture 
and the idea of face. Um, she, the mother and the and the father were actually uh, the, the father was a pastor in the church over there, and to save face and preserve the church, um, they she actually came here to the states to try to rescue and salvage uh, her daughter uh, during the which just astonishing. Wow, that's an incredible story. It's, a, it it's amazing. It, it goes to what I'm always telling people is you never know what's going on in people's lives just by it looking was, at them. There were It was about four months of them coming and she wasn't militant. Um, she never spoke of it. Honestly, I, I, I was totally clueless until the mother broke down about four months at a Bible study and, and clued me into what was going on. I, I honestly had no idea. Well, and, praise God. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, an amazing privilege to even play a small part. I was only there for 90 minutes on a Sunday morning, but what, yeah. what a blessing it is to be able to, uh, to play even the smallest of parts in yeah. seeing God change people. That's an incredible blessing. So it was, man. Thank you for that, that testimony. I'm just trying to process it. <laughs> well, that's what Testimony Tuesday is all about, man. We want to encourage each other and uh, help each other. And uh, so why, why don't you tell the folks um, that are going to be listening to this, like, uh, you know, your, your background. Did, did you grow up in the Phoenix area? So I did. Uh, I'm actually from a place that um, you're very familiar with. I grew up in Chandler. And I've been I, there a few times. <laughs> you probably named streets. I grew up right across the street from Chandler Regional Hospital. Okay. I lived in the same house uh, 18 years. Um, neither one of my parents uh, were Christian, not the, the slightest bit of spirituality in my home. Never had a Bible growing up. Uh, parents never went to church. Uh, they were old hippies. It was just, it was just completely absent in my upbringing. So they were the kind of hippies that didn't get saved in the Jesus movement. No, no, no. It's funny all. because we hear so many stories of the, the hippies, but we only hear the stories of the ones that got saved. Yeah, we do. And uh, so when I came into the church, I was, um, uh, as, as they would say, I was, I was the tabula rasa, man. I was a blank slate. I was your quintessential atheist not not an honorary atheist as i like to say um but I, I, if you would talk to me about god i was respectful i would listen i, you know, I put my cigarette out when kids were around I, I didn't cuss around adults you know uh and uh i would say i really don't know what you're talking about hmm. and i that uh the, the fact that i didn't develop uh, a bitterness or an animosity uh, I was still open to listen and hear. I think that had a lot to do with me coming to faith years later. Wow. So um, you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother, uh, a young man who um, I grew up with, who went straight into the military, which was supposed to be my future. I come from a, a long line of um, uh, military family, a military brat. I think that also contributed to my success in our in our church and in our fellowship. We describe ourselves as a, um, a militant fellowship, and I think that it it helps you a lot in discipleship. For sure. Well, I, I see a clue on your uh, hat strap. Is I see army up there. Yeah, this was my brother's uh, two tours. This hat went through tour tour tours in Iraq, and uh, he's up in Oregon now. And oh, really? I have a brother who lives in Oregon too. How weird is that? We have a 
church there. Yeah, he's in Eugene. Um, wow. Sadly, he's not really interested in faith, but I'll just leave it at that. Okay. So you're, um, he is a younger or older brother? He is younger than okay. me. So you're so, the, the oldest of the family? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, well, tell us a little bit about your family background. Like, what was it like growing up in your house? Uh, you know, I grew up, um, you know, my dad was around. He, uh, he worked for the city of Mesa fixing gas meters. My mom had uh, various jobs. And I, I grew up just like most kids, just riding my bike, running around, uh, camping, hunting, fishing. Overall, I'd, I'd say I had a pretty good childhood. And uh, I'm, I'm, no parent is the best or the greatest, but uh, they did the best they could. But uh, I grew up around a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol. My, my father, uh, sadly, still is an alcoholic. And uh, he played music. And so I spent a lot of time in bars. And so he would play his sets. And um, I, would, I started having to drive him home when I was about 10, 12 years old. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, so I kind of witnessed that family. I, I saw the, uh, the abuse, physical, mental, uh, parents were divorced by the time I was, uh, around 12 years old. Hmm. So kind of got punted back and forth and, uh, took advantage of that. Um, and for me, it, uh, I basically just like a lot of kids, I want to be like my dad. I wanted to play music and play in bands and, guitars and uh i didn't really see the destruction behind the scene it didn't matter what other people told me if, if it was okay for my dad it seemed okay for me um and so it's it just kind of spiraled out of control from there i was really good at sports uh i ended up taking state and wrestling and then i would do baseball and i probably had a good opportunity at that uh, but when I went to Chandler High, I didn't make the, the A string. That's when I kind of just lost it. Uh, I refused to go back. Um, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go skateboarding. I got really good at skateboarding. Um, started filming, had a few sponsors. Wow. And, uh, that, that really upset my dad. <laughs> uh, uh, he, was a, he was a good dad, by and large. And uh, he was really always there every game training 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 he and i and i kind of rebelled after that that little high school thing and i just i just flipped out i just lost it got into drugs alcohol partying uh, multiple suicide attempts mm. uh, one time i took 80 pills 80 sleeping pills after a breakup with a girlfriend mm. and i was pretty much a goner i mean that'll that'll kill anybody but um somebody found me actually and so they hauled me down to the hospital, pumped my stomach, and uh, I survived. How old were you when you did that? Uh, 16. Man. Yeah, 16. Gosh. And, uh, and I, it just kept getting worse. And I, and I mentioned earlier that, that uh, uh, I love to fight. That was one of my favorite things to do was to go to parties, uh, get drunk, and just, just fight. And uh, I would wake up the next day. Uh, just covered in blood and no <laughs> what happened I just I'd have to call around next day trying to find out what go what happened why I was covered in blood and people would tell me stories you, you fought this guy they hit you over the head with the bottle 
uh, chased this guy down the street with a knife. It was, it was a wild life. Wow. And then I started getting into heavier drugs, uh, started out, uh, you know, cigarettes, drinking, drinking dad's alcohol, then, uh, uh marijuana, then drugs, uh, LSD. Uh, when I finally moved out on my own, I bought a two bedroom apartment, <laughs> Uh, so uh, the second room was dedicated to just growing mushrooms. I had a whole room where all I did was was grow hallucinogenic mushrooms. And oh my gosh! Wow, you were a pro. It was a party life, man. They say uh, skateboarding kind of picked up where rock and roll left off. So it was uh, skate all day and, and just party all night. And uh, you just can't sustain that for very long. That's that's wow. a hard. What? Well, so I'm I'm wondering if if you mentioned that your your parents were not spiritual at all, never been to church. Did, did you ever have any flashes of any spirituality? Was there any any time that that you know the spirit of God was trying to break through to you? Um, not that I can recall. I mean, I honestly, the closest I ever came was when me and my dad we would we would go camping a lot, and he would be out there. Uh, three sheets to the wind and he would say you better behave they're watching you you know and I'm like looking up and I'm like who, who's watching me I don't I don't have a clue and no not not in the slightest I was very very insulated and the irony of it is my best friend was hardcore Mormon mm-hmm. and he never told me about faith uh, never spirituality none of it none of it ever came up uh, I had a very very extremely diverse childhood uh, there was Peter. He was a white Mormon. Uh, my buddy Cliff, uh, he was uh, a Mexican Catholic, a single mom. Um, and then my next door neighbor, Bubba, was half black, half Native American. So racially, I, I just, it doesn't enter into my mind. I don't process, I just, it, it doesn't, it's not even on the radar. Yeah. And just, I grew up with these, these were my buddies, and uh, we we just, love life man yeah well uh so crazy lifestyle where did it lead to uh around um uh when i was 21 uh i had injured my my right knee skating uh it was a pretty nasty injury um my front foot stayed on the board and split my leg and my my knee went out to the right i don't know if, if I'm describing that correctly, my, 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 my leg went sideways. So it was just, Ooh. yeah, it was nasty. And, um, after I couldn't skate anymore, all I was left with was drugs and alcohol. And, uh, shortly after that, isn't it amazing how, how human beings are able to normalize even the worst kind of stuff, like probably in your mind and correct me if I'm wrong, that that was like what normal life looks like it was well that's all i'd ever known and i and i look back now it's sort of like when you when you grow up in it you, you contrast brings clarity now as i like to say i really didn't have too much to con i had my friends homes but i it was i don't know if it was whitewashed but i don't know i i guess when you 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 grow up in darkness you don't really notice until somebody turns the light on yeah yeah true and so my my dad's doing drugs he's an alcoholic uh you know they're fighting screaming yelling at each other 
and I, I would get passed back and forth between the two. One I would get tired of me, send me back over the other one. It would just kind of went back and forth till I was 18. So the moment I turned 18, my dad says, you're 18, you graduated, get out. So somehow, by the grace of God, I, I made it through high school. Uh, and and uh, I, I got kicked out for a little while because one day we, me and a bunch of buddies were hanging out at a park and it's where we would sell drugs. Um, and so I got really, really into selling drugs to the point where um, uh, I had my house raided. And so I was out, I was, uh, I was robbing houses, uh, started selling guns for a little while, and I was selling a couple pounds of, of marijuana at a time, multiple other drugs, whatever I could get my hands on. But uh, he said, you're 18 and you're graduating, and so you need to move out now. And so I, I, I did that and uh, it just got worse and worse and worse. And uh, while I was living with him, um, the, like I said, the cops came and, and kicked my door in and, you know, I had it, I was literally laying on the floor with, with a Glock to my head and this cop ends up walking in and uh, he's like, you remember me? And I did. Uh, what ended up happening is I sold, uh, marijuana to him at an uh, at a party. He was an undercover, and I just put oh, my head wow. Oh no! And uh, and and so this was that was a pretty big trial. I was on trial um, for that one for six months, but I was only seventeen years old in six months. So it was amazing. And I look back now and I see the grace of God at work in my life because. They wanted me to turn state's witness. Basically, they want you to snitch. They're like, look, we, we promised our um, chief that we, you, we would get five pounds out of you. And we only got like two or whatever. And um, so they're, they're like, give us your dealer. We want someone bigger. And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't understand. They're like, let's set up a deal for five pounds of marijuana. And I'm like, I don't have any money. And they're like, we'll give you the money. And I was like, well, okay. And so I ended up doing this and I bought five pounds of marijuana and I sold it with their money under their nose. I burned them. What? So they found out about it, of course, and they came and got me again. And they, and I, I literally remember Pastor Adam sitting in a, in a small office, a little, almost like a closet. And I was just so high right there down the street from the door church at, at, right there. At, because, you know, the police station's right there. And I'm surrounded by these undercovers. I'm surrounded by, you know, uh, what looks like a Mexican cowboy. They've got their, uh, another biker. Another guy was just a chill, I don't know what you'd call workout bro. And they're just screaming at me. And, and I never forget what one of them said, the biker guy. He said, you're high right now, aren't you? And he said, you are a menace to society. We're going oh to way as long as. And to this day, I, I still remember those words when I think about my testimony, because I was, I was, I was a menace and I, and things just kept getting worse. If you'd like to hear the rest of this sermon, subscribe today. It's only $3 a month when you subscribe at supercast.tech or $4.99 per month when subscribing in Apple Podcasts. Links are in the show notes. We thank you for joining us on this special preview of the VBPH Sermon Podcast.
Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.